Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. This is the Journey Toll Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, the twists and turns, it's in those moments, those moments that make life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. Peter Meyer is the writer and director of The Boy from the Wild, a documentary and novel about the Karkaloof Valley Nature Reserve, a hidden wilderness gym situated in the hilly countryside of KwaZulu-Natal. The documentary focuses on conservation, family, the relationship between animals and humans, and tells the story of Peter, who grew up in a very fun, unconventional environment. Peter, I thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Sure, and thank you so much for having me, and uh, really appreciate it. Lovely to have people all the way from LA listening in to something on the other side of the world. And I, I love your statement. You're absolutely right. It is always about the journey, never the end result. It's it's about the journey. Let's talk about your journey. Tell me, if you will, about uh, about this book, about the documentary. I will just I want to dive into uh, your mindset. <laughs> Well, I, um, the, the simplicity of it, it, it's really a tribute for my father. Uh, my father created a, a very unique project in South Africa that was uh, very strong towards the, uh, the conservation movement uh, and in, in a period uh, back in the 80s when you know, people weren't really talking about it as much as they are today. So he was very much kind of ahead of his time. And, and when he passed, it was a story that we hadn't really told uh, to too many people, um, quite simply because we wanted to stay humble about it and you know, not really sort of show off what it was about. But when he passed, I felt that it was a, a time to share what, what he set up, uh, the life that I was able to live, but, you know, more importantly, the lessons that we were able to learn from it. And I, I did the book, uh, which was uh, encouraged uh, by by Liam Neeson. Actually, we were on a, a set together and told him the story, and he really thought it was worthwhile putting it out there and went and did it, got a ghostwriter, and then, you know, thought I'd put a visual together for, for the audience to see what it looked like. And we made a little... Uh, little cute documentary, which um, is really, it, it's all very much a tribute for my dad more than anything. Uh, and it's lovely to see that people are, are enjoying the story. Can you talk to, to us a little bit about what that story is? Um, tell us a little bit about your dad and what, you, and what you're focusing on. Well, I, I grew up on a, on a game reserve, uh, or, or safari, as some people like to call it, in South Africa. And it was a place that was uh, very, very beautiful in itself. But my father had this mission of, of taking the animals out of captivity from around the world and putting them back into the wild. Uh, and at that time, you know, it was a very unconventional, you know, a story that was, you know, in, impossible in some ways to, to achieve. And he was the guy that, you know, really had the mindset to do it. He had the love. He luckily had the finances. He was a successful businessman, um, but he put it all towards conservation. And I was really the, the lucky kid that got to be able to enjoy those experiences, you know, living with 
wild animals, being on different adventures on a daily basis, you know, learning different kind of lessons that you wouldn't typically learn in, I consider the real world, you know, it was a, a very different kind of upbringing for me. And, you know, I had a father that gave a lot of wisdom, gave a lot of love, but also a lot of, you know, good experiences and, and gave a lot back to the community, both, you know, animals and humans, really. So I was I was just very fortunate to live in a beautiful place that was created by him. Um, do you believe in now that your father has passed away? And again, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this coming from a place of both my parents have passed away, too. So oh, to me, it's OK. But I, I say that to say that I do feel that there's a transformation uh, of what happens once you lose a parent um, and how you have to possibly really learn to adjust in the world a little bit different. That's my opinion. Do you feel, mm. do you share that same sentiment? And if not, can you tell us what it's been like for you dealing with the loss of your father and how you learned how to move on through the grief? Yeah, I mean, I think losing any parents is tough. And I mean, harder for you in your case, because you've lost both. And I, I, you know, I feel for you because I, I nearly lost my mom not too long ago as well, actually. Um, my my sort of you know feelings towards it were were really a sense of emptiness more than anything. I think you feel the void that is very different. Losing someone's tragic, but losing a parent is very tough. It's uh, you know someone who you know connects with another. You know they go through all that love and emotion. They bring you into this world. You know there's a different kind of connection that you would have compared to somebody else. And I think you know when you lose something like that, and particularly in my case, someone who was you know, a best friend, someone who gave a lot of wisdom, you know, the one that I would often go to for advice. You know, it was it was very, very challenging. But I I think the biggest thing that I, I learned is more about time. Time becomes so incredibly precious. And I think it's something that we take very much for granted on a regular basis. More so, you know, before we lose um, a family member, I think when you lose someone, you realize that that clock is ticking. And there's an expression that everyone kind of says, you know, oh, time's so short or, you know, wow, it's flown by, you know, and it's very easy to look back in hindsight. But for me, I've always said time is unknown. You never know when it's going to stop. You know, that 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 clock could could stop tomorrow for me. It could stop for somebody else. You just have no clue. And I think losing my dad really gave me the emphasis of live life to the full, you know, and I was very lucky to be doing that. But I think more on a level of do something that's good for you, do something that's good for others. You know, don't follow the same rule path that everyone else says you have to do. Do something you love. And I think that's that's very kind of strong for me after losing my dad. That message was very, very, very powerful. That was amazing. Um, and my condolences in regards to your dad and also to your mom that you just shared. Um, Thank you. For you, was do you feel as though um, dealing with the loss of your mother... You were well, I did, I did. No, sorry, I didn't lose my mind. Nearly lost my mom just recently. Oh, I thought you said you um, lost your mom. That's, no, no, no. Yes. I nearly, nearly lost her recently. Uh, she had a, a liver transplant out of the blue. Um, very, very unexpected, and uh, was in hospital for, for about six months. And uh, she's, it's been about a year now since she got out of hospital. So, um, yeah, we're still not out the woods yet. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad she's okay, and I'm glad she's better, and I'm glad I <laughs> misunderstood you. what you were saying. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. But 
So I read that the head of Disney and National Geographic for India uh, and Far East suggested that your book would become a huge success and, and actually suggested that you make it into a documentary. What did that conversation do for you? Was it the push that you needed to just to jump and actually do what you did and create this and get it out there? Very, very much so. I think it, it's uh, the book and the film were based on two sort of uh, very bizarre coincidences. You know, the, the first one for the book, which came first, I was on the uh, film set just as a tiny little role uh, alongside Liam Neeson in something called The Commuter. And in between sort of um, takes, you know, we'd have chats and this that, and the other. And he was the one who encouraged me to do the book. And I needed that anyway, because I think it was something that I, I didn't know if I needed to step out, if I should do it. And you know, when I realized the interest from him was there, I thought, no, okay, let's go for it. It was when I was in South Africa that I I'd said to myself, I always wanted to go back, revisit the place. And I'd, I'd had in mind a little project called Returning Home a Boy. And it was because I left as a boy. Mm. And I think it's it's taking you back to your roots that you always remember some of the best times when you're a kid. You know, you're free. You don't have the responsibilities of life. You're completely at one. It's pure. And I, I was trying to go for something like that and create a a visual journey for people that they were able to see what the book was about, what the place was like. And it just so happened that the head of uh, National Geographic and Disney for India and the Far East was staying there as a guest mm. when we went back to film. Yeah. And I showed him the book. I was telling him the story, showed him some footage of what we were doing. And he, you know, a little bit like Liam was like, wow, you know, it's such a cool story. I had no idea that I was staying here and it made his stay at the, at the place completely different. And I think it was like his fourth or fifth visit. Um, so when he gave that encouragement, I thought, you know, wow, there's influential people that are, are finding a story interesting from a genuine perspective, not necessarily from a financial. You know, it was purely about, wow, that's a great story. Um, for me, that was encouragement to to go forward with it. It was it was also a way to somehow keep my dad alive in um, in a weird kind of a way, you know, it keeps his legacy strong. And I thought, you know, those little moments really help you along your journey. And you know, it's 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 always about the people in life, you know, and if you can get that kind of structural belief or, or influence from others, you know, I think that can really help someone move forward. And, and it certainly did for me. I was very lucky again. So now comes the documentary release. How do you hope the world receives your work? Um, good question. Um I, ho I hope that they kind of see it for for the beauty of what the wild is all about. Um, I think from from the visual perspective, it's a it's a really lovely, small, creative little piece of of something that is just stunning and a, a really nice story. You know, often there's there's a lot of tragedy, and I think we wanted to bring something that was quite a, a positive light. And I think certainly in a time where conservation has been hit very heavily through poaching and everything else like that, I hope that people can see it for for the sake of what conservation actually means and how something with long-term planning can really make a difference. The other is I hope people realize that, you know, there's a message for, for a connection between wildlife. And I think this is something that I wanted to talk about, which is quite different. I, I was very lucky to have lived in the environment that I did, but I think I was almost luckier to have learned the lessons mm -hmm. that I did. I think that's something that you don't always get uh, from going somewhere for a short period of time. It's very easy to kind of look at a picture mm -hmm. and say one thing, but not know what it is in between. And yes. I think having those lessons and trying to portray that into the documentary to say that there's not that much difference between the wild and humans and humans were wild once and we still are in many respects, you know, it's understanding 
you know, a lion and a rhino is no different in some respects. It's learning respect and patience and understanding. And I wanted to bring that into the documentary. And the other is family, you know, whether you are lucky enough to still have your parents or not, or whether you've had, you know, a, a father figure or a mother figure or someone influential in your life, it's important to to stop and say thank you and, and show appreciation, even if they are still here. Um, you know, another thing, I've, I'm sorry for you with your parents, but when you lose somebody, we often find that at funerals or afterwards, we tend to say the things that we should have said before. Yes. You know, it's it's a, it's a horrible thing in some ways. And I, I think I try and encourage people to say thank you, you know, or forgive or maybe not forget, sure, but try and forgive. Because again, when that clock stops, you have no chance to say it to them. And, and I think that the documentary has got a little bit of emotion with regards to that aspect. So I hope that people can kind of take those those messages of understanding what conservation is about, understanding how humans and, and wildlife are, are very closely connected and, and the importance of family. Oh, I love that. Can you dive into your mindset a bit? Take us in the mindset of you as the writer. What are your practices like? How do you mentally clear and prepare for the work ahead? Be focused. I think have keep keep focus on the dream. Keep focus on on why you wanted to do something in the beginning. Um, I'm a I'm a terrible writer, but I'm a, a great creator in my mind. Um, you know, I could kind of see the aspect really nicely. And I think if you've got the right supports, you know, I, I found the right rights to put the book together in a ghostwriter. Um, I kept the creativity. I think you've got to keep yourself grounded and focused. Keep a good business plan to what's needed. Um, and at the same point, enjoy it. You know, don't be afraid to to make some mistakes along the way. Um, you know, it only makes you stronger. And, you know, my dad always said it's it's only a mistake if you make the same mistake twice. You know, it's a learning lesson, the first one. And I think these are the little things. If you keep focused on that, you'll go the right direction and, and you'll achieve what you need to. Can you complete this sentence for me? Life is a blank of blank. Life is a journey filled with experiences. Oh, I love it. And those experiences can take you? Any way you want if you believe in it. That's why I enjoy talking to creatives because I can just throw something out there and you just you just get it. It's <laughs> nice, but it's different. It's yeah. different. It's great, great questions. I love the passion and emotion in it. Very what, different. What advice do you give our viewers and listeners who want to write, but they don't even know where to possibly begin? How do they get started? And what do you suggest that they do to actually stay centered? You've got very good questions tonight. Uh, well, morning over there with you, I'm assuming, or afternoon. Um, you see, the, the, the bizarre thing for me is I've got a book, but in reality, I live my life on essentially two pages, the, the things I have done and the things I haven't done. Um, and I try and make sure the things I have done are, are full compared to the things that I haven't done. You know, I don't like to live life with regrets, especially the regret of like, oh, I wish I did that or, or whatever. You know, there's... Um, I, I don't think it's my father's saying, but I, I've heard it from my father. But the expression of never be placed into your grave, but slide into it with bumps and bruises. I live my my two pages exactly like that. And I think if you're trying to get into writing, trying to get into creativity, whatever it might be, follow two simple pages of the things you want, the things you don't want, and focus on the things that you've written down. And hopefully the page of what you, you don't want is a lot smaller. That way you can start to create a pattern, a trail, a path of, of where that journey can start and finish. And, you know, 
the simplest thing as well turn on some music have a drink have a you know a bath take your mind somewhere else whatever mm -hmm. it might be you know climb a mountain if you have to to kind of clear your mind and talk to yourself you know find little things that can just make you start that that first page of of any kind of chapter of whatever that topic's going to be about and just roll with it and at some some point burn the page you know mm -hmm. because you'll automatically remember it and it will you know those flames will kind of create something completely different so you know don't be afraid just to just to go with the flow you know Oh, I love that. I go with the flow all the time. I literally just flow through my day and flow through life, um, <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> That's how I, how I maneuver. Do you goal set? Do you do you vision board? What is your your visual? What is your goal routine, if you have one? No, I mean, I think we do. I've just, well, I'm in a new one over here. I've just opened up a, a, a high-end photography studio here in London. Um, and again, I had goals of, not about creating the best pictures, you know, or the, or the being the best, most unique kind of studio in London. I, I focused on a goal of changing people's lives because it's something that you can say, we're going to do this because if they get something great out of it, they, they might get a better chance with an agency or, or the right kind of, you know, shot for a, a book shot or a LinkedIn or, you know, whatever the individual wants, you know, if you find a goal and kind of focus on the things that will make those differences, it's never about the products. It's often about the service. And again, it's the book is the product, but the service is everything within it. You got to find the best way to deliver. You know, no one goes to the hotel and says, "Wow, it's pretty." Everyone goes, "Oh my gosh!" You know, the service was incredible, the food was nice, whatever. You've got to find something that you can create uh, a goal that's going to give a different perspective than just the end result. I think you've got to realize, you know, the things that really matter, and then focus on those and, and put them and. Be realistic. You know, it's it's easy to have the dream, but it, you've got to keep a realistic dream. You know, you, you ain't going to get to the moon without a rocket and the rocket's going to need some fuel and the fuel's got to be made somewhere before it can get to you. You've got to keep that kind of track and, you know, reality. Keep your feet on the ground as well, you know, but it will come if you really believe in it, it will come. So to that point, do you do you kind of characterize yourself or your goals in small steps as opposed to big, large goals as you're moving through what you need to accomplish? Um, I think I've always had the big goals, but then you need to create the smaller ones in order to get there. You know, it's very, I remember when I was, I didn't plan to get into film. Um, mm -hmm. It just it happened after my father passed. Someone asked me to do one thing and I could see potentially where you could go. Yeah. Um, but I knew that there were a lot of steps in between that needed to be done. So I always keep track of where I want to be but know the path that might have three or four different roads before you get to that end result. You know, you've got to keep, you know, keep smart about where you want to to be. You know, it's some I, particularly here in the studio. You'll sometimes get some people that are incredibly beautiful and think, "Wow, they could be great models or they could be great actors." But no one has the mindset to say, "Well, actually, fine." But you've got to set up this. You've got to set up this. You've got to set up this before you get there. You know, sometimes people lose track of the reality and the focus of how do you get from A to B, then B to C, because it's easy to see Z at the very end of it but you've still got everything else to, to get through. And I think you've got to make sure that you keep the big goal in mind, but always set the little ones in between because you, you've, you know, it's like a baby step. You've, you've got to learn to crawl before you can even stand, let alone walk. So, you know, most people tend to focus on running. It really doesn't happen. You know, you've got to, you've got to be realistic. Do you have a strong support system, mentors, or do you do you spiritual or kind of what is your, what does your circle look like? Um, 
a little bit different, to, to be fair. I mean, I've always had strong faith in, in you know, my, my, my father, especially. I think not having him has been a lot harder, mm-hmm. um, but also made me a lot stronger to believe in my decisions. I think I'd always kind of like give that phone call and say, hey, dad, you know, what do you think about this? Now I've got to learn to do that for myself. Certainly there's some great friends or, or companions um, that might, you know, you might want to read uh, a couple of ideas off to them and see what they think and, and and try and find the best support system. You know, I think even here at the studio, you know, I might have had the vision, but it's my team that really makes the place good, you know, and it's having the, the right people around you to make that happen. A lot of the time I'm quite stubborn in, in where I want to go. And I think I've, you know, right or wrong, I've normally been on the better side of right than I have been on wrong. So I keep my confidence as strong as I can to achieve what I want, but I'll take advice. And I think I've, I've always got to remain humble to other people's opinions because sometimes they could be better um, and it could help me get to where I want to go. So the people are important around me, but I've always got to make sure I keep my my belief stronger than than anything else because you know you don't want to have people take away your ideas or your dreams or lose track of of where you want to go so find the right people but be be confident within yourself i love it and confidence um i would like to end with a segment that i'm playing off the word show and tell which we're calling tell and tell what can you tell us that deeply impacted you that no one knows about? Um, something that you're open to sharing with the world, a secret, if you will. Um, I would love for you to talk about uh, what's your secret to keeping your mindset strong. But you can answer that or answer whatever you may decide to answer for that question. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> your questions have been phenomenal. Um, that's very deep. I mean... Uh, it really would have to probably be my dad. And I'm I'm sorry if I keep bringing the same thing up. Um, You know, I think it was, it was the hardest thing losing him. And I think one of the biggest moments I've, my dad passed in my arms with my mom. Um, Mm. And it was one of the hardest things I remember feeling literally, you know, it's not about the last breath. I literally felt his last pulse. Um, And I think that was the most like intense moment I, I could, ever feel. Um, and I was trying so hard not to cry because my mom was there and I promised my father I was going to stay strong. That moment gave so much perspective on life. I mean, I was top of my game in hotels. I was opening hotels around the world. I was ambitious. I was, you know, the big salaries and nothing mattered um, after that. You know, the reality of love, family, you know, the real important things of life, you know, just came flooding down in in so many different regards and i think that last pulse from you know somebody brought me into this world and i was there to help take him out changed everything in my life you know and i think i <laughs> sorry um it gave um reality and i think that's something that's very important in a world where there's been a lot of pain there's been a lot of tragedy especially now you know um, I think those little moments sometimes have to make you believe that, you know, you got to do the right things. you got to enjoy life. you got to value time, value the important things that are around you, especially family, especially friends, and not focus on on the really kind of tiny things that don't matter anymore. Don't, don't follow vanity the same way. You know, don't worry about the things where people are making judgments. Live your life. Focus on your life. You know, uh, take advantage of the gifts that have been given to you or the gifts that have been instilled in you through wisdom and experience. You know, I think 
that moment when I literally felt that last pulse go completely blew up my pulse into overdrive. Um, you know, and it was a really weird transition and very different from maybe what my mum might have felt. Uh, but it was something that I realized, you know, my father would have grasped the same thing and he did do that. And so I, I really felt that kind of flow into me. So yeah, that's definitely something I've not told the world before. <laughs> Sorry. I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, I understand you got emotional. I, I appreciate that. Is it tough to let go of that, that mental component of that experience? How do you let that go out of your mind or do you not let it go? Uh, you, you definitely don't. Um, I mean, I, I feel for you losing losing both parents. You know, I, I you know, I, I struggled losing one, let alone two. Um, I think, you know, someone says, you know, time heals all wounds. I, I, I hate to say it for anyone, and I, I wouldn't want to give false hope, but I, unfortunately, I don't really believe that. I think time makes you stronger to handle people um, and keep your kind of game face on. When in reality, you're a shattered, you know, kind of mirror, you're a broken rose, you're, you're the thorn in the rose afterwards. It, it's pain all the time. And I think, you know, you've, you've got to use it to a, a strength. You know, those things that can hurt you can make you stronger. And I, I think uh, you've got to be strong mentally to say, no, dad wouldn't have wanted to see me like this. Or dad wouldn't want to see me, you know, doing absolutely nothing, make something of your life and, you know, keep his legacy alive through you, you know, keep him alive through you. And I think in anyone's case, whether it's a parent, whether it's someone else, if you've got a strong figure in your life that's helped you in your life, when you look in the mirror, look for them, you know, and, and, and realize, okay, they would have done this. I've got to do this, you know, it doesn't have to be their way, but at least my way, but use their encouragement throughout. I don't think you will ever lose that pain, but I think it will make you stronger every single time that you feel it. Um, you're just, you're different when you're in front of other people, um, you know, but it's that unfortunately is life. And it's uh, <laughs> as the Lion King says, it's, it's a way of life. You know, it's uh, it's something that we've all just got to accept sometimes, you know, value the time that we had. Yeah, because our, it's we're all here on borrowed time. That's what I've learned out of this experience myself with grief um, mm. is to value the time because yeah. you don't know when's Wait. your last day. When did you lose your, your parents? Um, well, my dad died at the very start of COVID, actually. Um, so he oh, died shit. in March, and my my mom died eight years ago of breast cancer. So different different components, but yeah, it's it's a different walk. It's a different walk when you're walking around. Um, but I will say this: this time when my dad died, it was a much it was much easier for me to accept it and deal with it. I do think now that I've experienced that and going growing through it. The more you deal with these types of deaths that are close to you, you learn um, that life does go on. And I'm super spiritual. Um, and uh, I've just kind of handled things a little bit differently this time around. But I, I literally feel my parents' presence around me all the time. Truthfully, no, that's, where I'm that's not even just saying thing. it. I mean, I really, I really feel it. Yeah. And no, it, it I, makes I you feel better. Powerful. It does. Yeah. It makes you feel like there is you know, something's still around you and, and guiding you and, and there for you. I mean, the, the power of dreams is still incredible, something that I don't think any human will be able to really ever understand. But when you see them come into your dreams, you know, it, it's amazing that they're somehow still there in yes. some ways. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think I think those are very, very powerful. 
Do you ever wonder what that's like? I, I wonder often what it's really like when you cross over. I mean, I know everyone has their own opinions of what happens, but I do know that I, I know for a fact that there's a spiritual alignment when someone passes and, and they're still present. Um, that I know. And so I, it's, it's, just, it's interesting when you really think about it. Um, curious what your take is on that. I would like to think that there is, you know, that there's going to be a better place afterwards. And my father was wonderful at building, um, well, yeah, his first part of his life was property development. He built, you know, thousands of homes a year and offices and whatever he was creating. Yeah. Like he created a safari for, for animals, a home for us. I'd like to think that he's creating the next stage, you know, for when we get there, you know, something, maybe he went early because he's going to make something incredible. Um, you know, and I think, uh, that would be a really nice little thing to to take and and hope that that happens, um, you know. And if if it uh, I, there was a a guy in the in the eulogy who left um, a really lovely message saying that you know your your father simply left early to make heaven even better than what it's meant to be. Oh, uh, say that one more time. Uh, one more time. It's a little slower. Your father said your father left early mm -hmm. to make heaven even better than what it is. Oh, I um, that. He'll be there waiting for you. And I think that was beautiful, you know, and I think if that can give people hope, you know, that's lovely, you know, whether you believe in it or not, you know, it can give you encouragement. And I, I don't fear death, you know, I think uh, before I did, but afterwards I, I haven't. I think it's, you know, I'm so grateful for the life that I've had that if something did happen to me tomorrow, I'm I'm, I'm very lucky for the life that I've lived. And I, I hope that there is something good afterwards. You know, I, I don't know what it, it's meant to be. I'm not necessarily a religious individual but i certainly have faith that there is something higher there's something bigger than all of us um and i you know i just hope that there is something much nicer afterwards you know it's got to keep faith on that well before you go what can we expect from you next well i mean, in terms of the, the the book and the and the documentary i we really trying to see whether uh, people are wanting to actually get this into a series or a feature. Um, there's been so many different discussions where I've kind of done the groundwork on the book and the documentary, and it would be very, very nice to see whether people want to make this into something bigger, tell a different story, bring it to the big screen, um, and something that is genuinely a really good story, um, something that's great for the world in terms of conservation and life and human interaction with wildlife, where you know, it was a good sign versus the bad that we're so used to seeing on the news these days. So it would be great to see if we could um, work towards that. And uh, yeah, anything afterwards, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, congratulations. We're going to speak all the wonderful positivity that you need going your way. Continue to flourish and blossom. And thank you so much for being here. I really, really, really appreciate the conversation. No, I enjoyed it. It was such a pleasure. And, and thank you for taking your time. Some of the best questions I've had. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. I did my research on you and I was honored to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that's it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often said to me, and that's to be the best you that you can be. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Until next time. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.